0: of a uh, a tough two parshas. Also, the stories that are happening uh, in Eretz Yisrael. Also, the uh, the two parshas that we've been reading last week and this week. Started to read this week. The parshas Koirach, They are sort of negative stories that we read about. First, uh, the spies coming back and. Uh, bad report about Israel and dissuading the Jewish people from wanting to go to Eretz Yisrael. And then in this week's parashah we learn about starting up with Moshe Rabbeinu and causing further uh, problems for the Jewish people. And of course we read about these stories not to just read that there was negative things taking place but rather for lessons for us in our lives that we have to apply and not make those mistakes, that we have to be learning and realizing that the way the Maraglim and the way Kairach, the way they behaved was wrong, and we have to avoid their mistakes. So, of course, there is the very literal level of the simple meaning of the Parsha in which uh, they wanted to frighten the Jewish people from going to Eretz which is, of course, wrong because... If Hashem promises, Hashem will protect us and deliver us and will bring us into what He has promised for us and we will be successful. Moshe Rabbeinu did not ask the spies whether we could conquer Eretz Yisrael. He only asked them to in a report the easiest way because it wasn't a question that we are going to conquer, but he was trying to use the natural ways and the easiest way to do so. And the spies came back with a answer that we won't be able to go that wasn't their mission, that wasn't that. Wasn't the question, that wasn't something that was up for discussion, if Hashem says that we're going to go, we're going to go, that's important to remember on the simple level and also, on the simple level we also read Korach, Korach was a very powerful, a very wealthy uh, very learned, a very pious person, and he just had a big inflated ego, and uh, very simply put, and he couldn't stand the uh, Hashem's appointments, and you know, he blamed Moshe Rabbeinu uh, for all kinds of stuff, with nepotism, and uh, looking out for himself, for his family, and he of course was able to persuade some of the uh, greatest uh, people amongst the Jewish people, the leaders, to join him in his war against Moshe Rabbeinu. And uh, unfortunately, we see a lot of that going on today too. I mean, it's nothing... Some things haven't changed with times, you know, some things are just, you know, you somebody feels that, you know, he isn't given enough honor or something, he can destroy the whole everything, you know, just because his uh, or her or whatever the person's ego was touched. But, of course, that's the very simple level. But there's also, according to Hasidic level, there's also a deeper instruction here, which I want to just briefly share with you. Because on one hand... Hasidus explains that the uh, spies didn't want to go into Israel because they didn't want to be bothered with with daily activities. They wanted to sit sort of in the kolol their whole life. They wanted to stay in the desert. They have the manna. Everything is produced for them, provided for them. They don't have to work for anything. They don't have to earn anything. It's just taken care of. What do they do all day? They can sit and study. They don't have to worry about anything. They felt that, you know, that was the way. Who wants to go deal with the land, the plow, sow, trumais, yeah, maestros, all the laws of Eretz Yisrael, the Gedushas Eretz Yisrael? They don't want to deal with that stuff. They wanted to deal only with spiritual stuff. But we know that it's precisely Eretz Yisrael, it's precisely the physical, the land itself, the working the land, the building of the land, Eretz Yisrael. That's in which it lies Hashem's intent of the whole creation of everything is to do that, so you can't get away just by trying to be uh, spiritual, you have to do the acts, you have to do the mamish. you can sit and study a whole day and you can connect to Hashem through prayer, various different things if you don't bring it down into action, if you don't go and do what needs to be done then you have missed the, the point, you missed the opportunity because it is all about doing, but on the other hand so that we learn from the mistake of the Meraglim that we can't just learn, but we got to do. We need the Mitzvahs Maiseus, and Dafke through Mitzvahs Maiseus, through action we can actually bring down the highest level of Godliness, even much more than we can through Torah. On the other hand, one cannot just do, and that's what we learned from Korach, because Korach's argument basically was, listen, if the Maiseh is the main thing. Now, as far as the act itself, everybody does the same mitzvah. You know, we all put on the same tefillin. Maybe somebody who is a learned person, maybe he has in mind more deeper kavanas. maybe he has uh, more intense ideas when he puts on the tefillin, but the wrapping and the straps and the tefillin are exactly the same. We do the same thing. So, Karach, on the other hand, his argument was since the main thing is the actual ma'isa mitzvahs and that's why it comes after the portion of shalach, which we just said that no, it's not just the Torah Korach realized that as far as learning goes and as far as holiness goes he's no match to Moshe Rabbeinu he's no match to Aaron HaKohen and that not something which he would expect if as an argument but his argument was since the main thing is the maize mitzvahs, as we just saw with the maraglim, so that in the action and in the action, everybody's equal, so why are you then being uh, so uh, bossy and becoming leaders and everything else, in the maize we're all equal, there is nobody doing the mitzvah more than somebody else, so maduot akal Hashem, why do you raise yourself above Hashem and The answer is that even in the Maisim mitzvahs that we do, you can do the mitzvah, you can't just be satisfied. Every mitzvah that we do needs to be infused, that the mitzvah itself and the Torah itself that we know, whatever we do, needs to be shiny, needs to be clear, needs to be beautiful mitzvahs. And the way a mitzvah becomes a beautiful mitzvah is not just when you do it. Doing it is doing it, but that doesn't make it beautiful. A beautiful mitzvah makes, is becomes, if the mitzvah also has the proper kavona, you're in, in it and you're involved in the mitzvah and you do it with uh, your subjugation to Hashem. So even in the mitzvahs that we do, and even though the mitzvah, the act, is the most important part, but for the mitzvah to really be shiny and beautiful, it needs the kavona. So both of these parshas, the shalach and the korach, they tell us, we need a happy medium. We need both of them. Yutake cannot just sit and connect to Hashem just through Torah study and the spiritual level. You need the Maïsa Mitzvahs. But you can't, on the other hand, just do the Ma'isah and Mitzvahs and say, I don't care about anything else. I'm just going to do it and I'm over with. You need to also have the Kavona. Shlach and Korach tells us that that is what's necessary. And I think this is what some of these young families I mentioned in Shabbos... Uh, when you go to the army, so you are enlisted in the army. You don't have much of a choice. So they take you whether you want or not. But the people that go to live outside in the areas in which they face danger all the time, they do it out of their own free choice. They choose to go there. And let not anybody make a mistake. If they weren't there in the outskirts protecting the rest of the people sort of behind the green line, the same kidnappers would be after us in the green line it doesn't make a difference it's not about us giving them something or compromising with them giving them they want us in the water they don't want us there at all there's nothing there is nothing that we can do to satisfy them so don't think that somehow because these people are living over there and they are antagonistic or somebody's trying to tell you that that is causing for them to make them angry. That's not what they want. They, they had so many chances to take. They don't want to make peace. They don't want to compromise. They don't want us there at all, period. And they will not stop until they uh, think that they will fulfill the ambition. But of course, that we have they will never see the dream. So these young students of the yeshiva who are studying, they are actually the ones that are protecting Am Yisroel and Klal Yisroel. And therefore, they're doing both. They're doing the Maisa with their bodies. They're there in the Maisa. They're not just studying in a spiritual level, but they're physically standing there with their bodies in the areas which are sort of dangerous, protecting everybody else so that to keep them a little bit buffered away from the sort of safe areas of Eretz Yisroel, Plus, they are also students of yeshiva who spend their time sitting and studying Torah, connecting to Hashem, intellectuals. So they have both of the shlach and the korach. They have the ma'isa and they have the kavona. So we pray and we hope and we're sure that Hashem will protect them and bring them back home safely, speedily, and very soon.